Well, another installment of Banker with a Beer is upon us. All of it presented by Northwestern Bank. Another great guest. Another, uh, I'm assuming, great beverage. This is going to be a maiden voyage for something. I'm very intrigued by it. Scott with you across the way is Jerry. Jerry, how's it going? Great day today, Scott. Uh, looking forward to uh, a great conversation and, like you said, an interesting beverage. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to the guests in a moment because you know, I think with this beverage, sometimes we've kind of glossed over the beverages. This is going to be truly, this is almost going to be going back to our earliest days of the podcast. We truly are trying something today. We are trying something today, Scott. It's, but it's a local beverage, a local brewery, a brewing project, and we're going to go with the cellar. And uh, I'll be honest, sours have not been at the top of my list. They don't. They make rare appearances on this show. <laughs> but at the request of our guest, uh, the option she gave me, uh, this seems to be something I want to give a shot. So uh, I'm having an open mind uh, <laughs> and going to have it go. But it's made. This is the Brewing Project, the Ending Machine. Uh, sour ale with blueberry, mango, pineapple, passion fruit, basil, and vanilla. So uh, very, very warm weathery. Very warm weathery, and here we are in the middle part of May, and everything is finally greened up, and we're good to go. Uh, very intriguing uh, paint job on the can. They, 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 their, their marketing is definitely something that um, well, they don't hold back on the color palette. We'll put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> but we also have a great guest today, and. Um, we're going to be talking with uh, Lee Carraher. She is the president and CEO of Double Forte. They are a marketing firm um, here based out of Eau Claire, but also have offices in San Francisco and or sorry, and uh, New York. New York. Mm -hmm. So uh, that just th that those juxtaposition of those uh, three communities, I think, is going to be intriguing of its own right. But she has a unique perspective on Eau Claire and its growth in, um, I'll say, the upper Midwest and in the country overall that I think you'll find intriguing. And uh, with a good beverage to bring it on board, I'll start pouring it, and you can bring Lee on board, Scott. Well, Lee, let's get you uh, involved in the program here. And I, I think Jerry uh, uh, kind of uh, mentioned it there, but uh, you're not really from, from here. So tell us no. a little bit about... Uh, where you are from, and uh, the path that led to Eau Claire. Sure. Um, oh, I'm from a lot of places. Grew up on the East Coast, went to college in Minnesota, ended up in California. Um, thank you very much, Jerry. Um, to work uh, after being in Boston for a little bit. Was in, um, got married and was in San Francisco Bay Area for over 25 years. My parents lived here in Altoona, um, uh, my dad was here almost 20 years. My mom was here about uh, 12. Um, and we used to come to Eau Claire, my family. So I my husband and my two children. Uh, my parents lived on Lake Altoona. And so really from when they moved here in 1994 to pretty much 2015, we were here every summer. Um, when my mother got sick, I, uh, she was diagnosed with, you know, stage four lung cancer. She was given like a month to live. She ended up living four years because, of course, because she's my mother. <laughs> and I started my company that time at that time. And uh, I was like, I'm going to be in Eau Claire to be with my mom. Ended up being here half the year for the four years that she was um, surviving with her um, cancer and then um, kept coming. So when we were thinking about my younger son, Liam, who has developmental uh, challenges, won't ever be independent fully. 
pretty pretty independent, but not fully independent. We were looking around um, our area in the San Francisco Bay Area for a plan. We had sort of a plan, but then we thought, ah, we can do better. And we started thinking about where we knew people. And we just, I came here to visit a client here, uh, Silver Spring Foods, uh, Eric Rigg. And uh, I hadn't been, my, my father had moved in 2015 to remarry. Um, and I hadn't been here in, I guess, three or four years. Is that right? Yeah, three or four years. And I was astounded with the growth of the whole Eau Claire and Chippewa Valley region. And I added a day to my trip um, when I was here to see the client. And I drove around and I went to Woodman's. I was like, hey, they got every single kombucha I like. I can, I can, I can eat here. <laughs> and I called my husband from the confluence so the Pablo was up, right? And it just really started to open. And I called him. I said, what if we move to Eau Claire? I can get anywhere from here. And um, so we did a year and a half later. So that's why we're here. Well, a lot to go over, <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's enjoy this beverage, which has kind of Thank a you. ruby, ruby ruby red color to it. It, it kind of looks it looks like a wop, Scott. You know, back in college, and you, I'm sure you never had one. So oh, they uh, yeah. we we called it uh, jungle juice. Jungle juice. Yeah. Jungle juice. <laughs> so, yeah, could be, could be. So the sour is a germ a German you know thing, but how Brewing Project does it hmm. is very fruity. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's very fruity. Yeah, that that is one. We've got you know that one. goes right down. I was gonna <laughs> say uh, that this, that this is could one. be dangerous. Yeah, so this we've got uh. one. This is one where I could see very well on a warm summer day. Oh yeah, good suggestion. Uh, so just so you're in marketing. Yes. Okay. So for the edification of our audience, mm-hmm. what does a marketing firm do on a good day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, something different every day. So marketing and communications is the um, is the discipline of connecting an organization or a person with the audience that it serves. <laughs> so in a uh, authentic and um, expeditious way. So the thing the that's the goal, right? That's the goal. And we work on different business. Everything is tied to a business goal. So is your business goal to um, get acquired? Is your business goal to launch a new product? Is your business goal to launch the company? Whatever your business goal is. Is your business goal to hire people? (laughs) What's your business goal? Um, And then we come in and work with our clients to figure out what is the best way to achieve that goal through communication. And all the different vehicles we do it would be called marketing, but could be advertising, could be media relations, could be um, employment engagement. It could be um, podcasting. It could be all these different things. So email, outdoor advertising, you know, social media, all that kind of stuff. So what we do is, one, we figure out what the plan should be. And then sometimes that's all we do. And then other times we come in and we figure out what the plan is, and then we divide and conquer the work between the client and ourselves, the agency, um, to get to the goal. So um, often it is social media or um, where we're, we're figuring out what platform should you be on, what is your tone, how often should you be posting, who posts, what are the pictures, all that kind of stuff, for engagement to get to that exact audience we're trying to reach. Sometimes it's media relation, being on on television news or in the newspaper or whatever it is. 
Sometimes it's email newsletters, sometimes it's events, it's all over the place. So anything that you're going to engage with your target market, either your current customer, your future customer, or your current employee, or your future employee, is what we do. Well, <laughs> pretty broad. Very broad. <laughs> and, and then on top of that, you know, in looking at, at your business, and I'll mm -hmm. get back to mention about the, these communities that you have, yeah. presences in San Francisco, New York, yeah. and, and Eau Claire. Buying ad time on mm -hmm. WEAU in Eau Claire and WCBS in New York Very have got, got to be <laughs> exponential <laughs> in terms of their cost, and but yeah. then in terms of their reach. I mean, how do you take a client who is based in Eau Claire mm -hmm. and then work with them in their media market versus mm -hmm. uh, someone who is in on one of the coasts who are. Mm -hmm. And, and try to make sense of all this. Yeah. Well, the goals are, no matter where you are, you have the same goals. A business has a goal, right? Um, and then the scale, and then you have a scale. So um, if you are in New York City and you're pizza, you know, you, you're on the corner of pizza guy, right? Basically, all you're really going to do, put a big sign on both corners and put a sandwich board outside. That's all you need <laughs> because they got pizza coming up and down. And maybe you bring some people in, um, you know, and get reviews on social media. That's all you need to do because the market is so big that you don't need a whole lot of stuff, right? Um, it depends on, so no matter where you are in the country, marketing goal is the same. Meet the target market, you know, in a way that supports the business to drive the business goal. So the question then becomes for, I mean, a lot of our work is not paid media. Right, we do a lot of things that are not paid media because paid media has its place, but it's not the most efficient thing you can do. Paid media is, <clears throat> so when you pay for media, which means you see an ad in a, in a newspaper or online and television or on the radio, you are paying for exactly what you created to happen at exactly when you can afford it, right? You're paying for 30 seconds, 15 seconds, two by two, whatever it is, uh, depending on what you can so you're paying for exactly what you want. Uh, that is the least influential thing you can do in marketing. The least influential thing you can do in marketing is pay for it. The most influential thing you can do in marketing is to have a third party that you're not paying for their space to endorse you. So either through media relations or social media, someone else comes in and says, this is a great beer we just did for Project Brewing, right? So, or the Brewing Project, sorry. What we just did for them, perfect, right? I said, I love this brand. I like these two options. You went and saw what they had, <laughs> right? I actually haven't had ending machine, which is yummy. It's, it says so on the board. It says so on the can. <laughs> yeah, just, just ask them, yes. <laughs> this is also marketing, right? Um, but that's the best kind of marketing you can um, achieve is when someone else carries your message without you paying them. And so most we focus most on the things that are most influential, Um and the least predictable, because you can't predict that I'm going to do that, right? And you blend it in with what is pr totally predictable, but least influential. And really, uh, no matter where you are in the country, you sort of look at the, what is the business? What is the marketing spend you can have? And depending on who you are, right? You, so um, a company that's 25 years old is going to have a very different profile for it than a startup company in Silicon Valley. We've worked for a lot of startup companies in Silicon Valley and in um, Silicon Alley in New York, and they just have a very different goal, right? 
than a 25-year-old company that has a legacy. And so how you figure out what to spend and on what is a really very much about the art of what to do. I think uh, this is a, this is a, I, I, I love what you said right, uh, right there. When you're working with these companies, mm-hmm. especially maybe the, the younger ones or even yeah. any company that's got younger employees, yes. the key of trying to stress results over maybe what looks cool. Yes. I, know, I know I experience that a lot when I uh, consult with various minor league uh, sports teams mm-hmm. on promotions and what have you. That thing that gets you that little blurb on ESPN might not make you a single cent. It right. looks cool. You can pat yourself on the back. Right. But not all engagement necessarily is worth it. No, I agree. So, so it's the same thing. You People used to say all PR, all media relations is good media relations, and that's a falsehood, right? You get a bad story, it's a bad story. You have to recover from it. Um, the and nobody ever buries bad news on Fridays anymore, I've noticed. but You can't. <laughs> you can't. You used to try, right? You throw it out with the trash on Friday. You can't do that anymore. You know, I would say in the minor league, and it's, it's probably not even a minor, it's paraprofessional, the banana sluggers, bananas. The, 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 the team down in Savannah. The Savannah bananas. bananas. Mm-hmm. Savannah bananas, right? Mm-hmm. So th- their engagement all mm-hmm. goes to their business because mm-hmm. they have so much merch. Mm-hmm. They make more on merch than they do on ticket sales, period. Their merch is everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And so anything they can do, their bananas, Savannah bananas, mm-hmm. they're sort of a funky, very funky team mm-hmm. uh all of their engagement goes to i mean their goal was to have a fun time in savannah so mm-hmm. the first goal was how do you have a fun time savannah filled the filled the ballpark they fill the ballpark every night then it was oh wait people from seattle wanted my merch so everything they do on social media now mm-hmm. <laughs> leads to merch mm-hmm. that is not true if but that's authentic right everything they do is to their their owners well, the thing, that, that way th- that developed authentically and i've yeah i've had to almost had fights with various presidents and ceos <laughs> that you can't create that you me- cannot every fake single, it I, I know you're familiar with the, the baseball team here in town yeah. in, the, in the northwoods league itself there's about three teams that have gone out and they're trying to force it you can't and you can't force it, it has to be your dna yeah it just has to happen mm-hmm. you know Focus locally, and if it happens nationally, right. it'll happen nationally. And that's the, you know, everything is local. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is local. So I think a lot of companies make the mistake, like I have a, I have a national business, right? So we have uh, clients in this region who have a national footprint. They're on, you know, 10,000, 15,000 grocery stores across the country. Obviously a national footprint. But if you don't own your own backyard, it doesn't matter. So if you focus on owning your own backyard first and then your own backyard gets a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger, then it grows naturally as opposed to forcing the topic. Another way to look at a community is, you know, beauty is a great, (coughs) uh, if you're trying to learn something about social media, go follow beauty influencers on whatever hell, you know, the platform is because they use it first and they use it the best. They learn what's native and what works the fastest. They don't think of um, really community being local. They think of community being people who care about blush or mascara or blue or whatever, right? So the, the frame of mind is different on social media than it is in a physical presence for sure. But you have to define your community first and then own it, own it, own it, own it. And so to your point earlier, Jerry, about how you decide what to do, what is the business goal, what's the fastest way to get there, 
what's the authentic way? Because if you're faking it, it's gonna cost you triple, quadruple. You never can make it. You can you can't make it happen anymore. You used to be able to fake it. There's no faking anything anymore. And then, what's the what's the logical step that will move from one thing to the next thing to the next thing? In so in Silicon Valley, we used to do. You know, everyone wanted this big party, the lunch party, and we used to say no. Oh, the Catalina wine mixer. Ex- all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we used to say no. Because they would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on this party, but they had, you know, $300,000 to spend in marketing. You're going to spend two-thirds of your budget on a party when everyone else is spending that much money, and you, you're not going to break out? We won't do it, because we're going to get judged on that party. And so people, you know, you're sort of boring. I'm like, yeah, fine. I can be boring, but I'm really effective. So, um like the best way, how to, what's the best way to spend the money you have to reach your goal so that it builds, right? Because the event that, that the, you know, the, the pop, that overnight success doesn't exist, <laughs> as we all know, right? But there's a moment in time where a lot of people are like, where'd they come from? Kind of the viral moment. Yeah, the viral, I mean, it, years, years, most usually years, so. Well, the one thing, you know, this, this, conversation can go very quickly <laughs> but what i want to get to and, and, and i want to make sure we have yeah. time for up front you came back to eau claire yes and you had this epiphany moment to say you know i've lived in the silicon valley i've been in new york mm-hmm. I've, d- I've been in places i know you've traveled overseas yeah let's come back to eau claire yeah what had happened what transformation happened yeah. to eau claire between the time you left the time you you arrived right that what, what became that critical mass where, what's happened since you've been mm-hmm. back, and then where do you see this area going? Yeah, so my family, my father left in 2015, and he said, Lee, do you want to buy our house? I'm like, Altoona. I said, no, what? we're never going to live here. Biggest mistake I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, if only, if only. Um, because we didn't, I couldn't imagine being here um, full-time, just because of the nature of my business. This was in 2015, before things were really remote. You know, people needed to see my face all the time in person. I was really splitting my time really between three places, Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin, pretty much in the summer from June to September, and then split my time between San Francisco and New York the rest of the year. And um, that just was how, you know, Eau Claire for fun and family. I wasn't really doing I was working from here, not to be here. Um, when we were figuring out a plan for my son, it was in 20. That's a very long story. We'll need a couple more beers for that. But 2017, 2018, and um, all these things that happened in California, but mostly around fire and flood and what was going on with the economy and the, the cost of living and how expensive homes are in the San Francisco Bay Area. And when I was here, I couldn't, I had been gone from Eau Claire for four years. So 2015, 2014 to 2018, 2019. That so I hadn't seen Eau Claire in that long, just those four, three or four years. Oh my gosh, what a dramatic difference, right? So the Pablo Center is up, all these restaurants are now happening. I brought my team to meet the client, and they're like, "Do we need a reservation?" I'm like, no, it's Tuesday in Eau Claire. Don't need a reservation. We couldn't eat. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> it's like, what happened? What do you mean we can't eat on a Tuesday in o- October in Eau Claire? So then, and then we went to the, you know, we were talking about Woodman's and we were talking about the growth of festival and I was like, what has happened? So I just drove around. I was like, I could not believe the transformation. And you know, that took 20 years. All the work since Uniroy, all the people here, 
investing into Eau Claire, just not giving up on this whole region, right? <laughs> and um, you could feel it. I mean, I could feel it. It's such a huge difference because when I had been here before and then when I came back, I was like, wow, it's very different. So then when you were looking at the you know, looking at this place as a place to live, as a place to have a business. I went and came and talked to many people here. They said, I'm thinking about moving here. Do you think I, you think that before they could have a business here? And no one took a breath. No one even thought about it. Oh, absolutely, Lee. Absolutely. And I talked to five or six people who I have a lot of respect for in this area, in the business um, community. And they were like, didn't even blink when I said, absolutely. And I said, tell me more. Like, well, there's nothing really, what you do doesn't really exist here. You have to go to Minneapolis or Chicago. Um, because we have such a national point of view, a local market and a national point of view, right? We can bring all those th things to bear on all our different clients. Um, everybody I asked thought that would be great. And I said, well, I'm not, I don't really want to come here and just work for clients in other places, <laughs> right? I want to come here and work for companies here and help this part of the world grow. So then I did some research. <laughs> you know me, Jerry now knows. Uh, I did some research and I was like, huh, look at all that. This is place is about to explode. So then you look at the number of companies that uh, are here. You look at the kind of companies that are in this whole region. We'll just talk about it as Northwestern Wisconsin region. You look at the arts situation that's here. You look at the fabric of this or uh, the communities that are here. You look at the education options that are here, not just in the public schools, but also in the universities and CPTC. And all you say is, wow, wow. There's so much here. Then you look at the trends of what's happening and a lot of people who are graduating here are leaving and coming back sooner than they're used to. Um, and people are retiring here. And yes, they're going, to, they're snowbirds, but they can't wait to come back. So that's, to me, the indication that you might be a snowbird for the weather or for the taxes, <laughs> right? But if you can't wait to come back, that says everything I need to know. So um, we knew enough people in the special needs world because we had been here every summer for 15 summers. Um, and we're like, oh, we, knew, we knew a handful of people. And we were like, yeah. We can probably build that here, too, because it's a big enough cohort. So all those things together. And then when you look at the national, then COVID happened. So we got here in 2019. COVID happened. I was like, well, here goes my plan to meet everybody. <laughs> I was basically at home for two years. And um, my son was at Memorial. Uh, and he was the manager of the football team and the manager of the uh, basketball team. So he had a lot of friends. He just, you know, everywhere he goes, Liam. I'm always Liam's mom, right? <laughs> Um, and then in the last year, just going out into the world, learning more people. I worked, f I was, a c um, I was asked to be on the committee for Farm Technology Days 2021. So I met a lot of people I never thought I would have met. Like I didn't say, hey, I'm going to come here and meet a lot of farmers. But it changed my life. Um, and there's just so much industry in that world. So what really intrigues me about this area, one, is that there's so much potential for it. Two, is there's always a huge foundation of business big business. Companies that are on the top, you know, the Fortune 100 list are here in this valley. Um, and then those supporting businesses, plus the education, plus the healthcare, plus you're only an hour and 10 minutes away from Minneapolis. Sort of bummed that United's out of um, the Chippewa Valley, regional you know, airport, regional airport, because yeah. that was sort of a lifeblood. But I can get to, you know, Minneapolis in an hour and 15 minutes. Um, and you just look at all the, fa you look at all that fabric and go, huh, and you see what's going on in terms of cost of living. You see what's going on in terms of 
big trends in the world um, and how that's impacting our region and just says opportunity to me. And so if I'm going to spend energy trying to help, ener you know, create opportunity and help companies, that's what I'm here to do in the world, I think, help good people do great things, I'm really focused on that, then I want to do it here because um, the world does not exist in the, f we used to say 415 or the 212. So the 415 is the area code for San Francisco and 212 is the OG in New York City. And if you only have that point of view, <laughs> um, you're doing a disservice to whoever you're working with. What do you see Eau Claire lacking or mm. in b biggest need for it to take like another step? Another step. Um, I think that it, I think this region, this area in terms of, you know, is very, um, uh, it has been easy to be from here fast. Everyone's been very welcoming. Um, a lot of people don't know what the heck we do, <laughs> right? So, and because there isn't a lot of, um, there's not a lot of, and I've talked to other service providers at, in and around what we do, but there's not a lot of coalition around full service, like all the different disciplines working together. So I think from a, there's not a lot of education going on in how, you know, how a dollar can help you run your business. How an extra, you know, by focusing on this and by putting your things in order, you can actually expand your business. Um, and then uh, because it's it's not a, I think there's a lot of businesses that could be double and triple their size, but they don't know to go get the help for it because they're doing okay. <laughs> they're doing fine. Now we're doing good. But I really, I mean, I see a lot of business. I'm like, huh, that could be triple its size or that. I mean, I've seen it in other places. There's no reason it can't be bigger. I know one of the challenges that I hear with my clients are, I will say, the lack of resources, particularly labor here. I yeah. Mean, we, c we have a very, we have a great labor force, and whatever, but we're just running out of bodies. At the whole point. country is, right? Correct. And so how do you expand your business or mm -hmm. how, you know, I, c you know, and I, I hear this often, I, if only I had five more, 10 more, 50 yeah. more people, but yet at the same time, token uh, it's it's not hardly a month passes that another business is going to move in here expand here and adding 50 more jobs 100 more mm -hmm. jobs i think where are these people coming from all over the country they're coming from all over the country to this region um people are coming back and then you know if you look at a map on you know eau claire doesn't rank top 10 places to live in the country for no reason right people are looking and particularly post-covid i think this covid is actually going to accelerate our growth in this region because people are looking for a um, different lifestyle. <laughs> I can tell you when I went back, I'd been here for like four or five months and I went back to San Francisco and I hadn't seen this group of friends. They're like, Lee, did you have work done? Like on my face, like surgery. I'm like, no, well, you look so much younger. I say, I know what that is. That's no traffic. That's what that is, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because um, I mean here, traffic jam on the 93 is like, where are all these people, <laughs> right? nothing it's not it used to take me uh i used to spend an hour and a half each way to work for san francisco 15 miles i would never ever do that again so COVID has moved us forward right i think we're going to find people in many in different ways one the fact that we have stout and uw eau claire and cvtc that is a recipe for success because they're excellent institutions that are doing both 
uh, trade work and the white collar work and we need all, it all right and in terms of the blend between what you have at stout and uw eau claire and then you had river falls and you had stevens point and you had madison we had a lot of talent here right number one number two and we have a lot of capacity building the um now that you can telework, people are expecting to work from other places, particularly in IT, particularly in professional services, that you can be anywhere. Um, I run this company from here. I have people in San Francisco, Nashville, Boston, New York, Rhode Island, upstate New York, and Washington. And we don't have any spaces now. We, we had three offices, and we have no offices, but I go see them all. We get together. Um, and that's just going to increase. And then I think what we have to do, no matter who you are in the world, in the United States, because of the way our population is, that it, we're not alone in looking for new people, right? We need more people. We have to be better at it, at finding people and combining that work life, that opportunity for a career with an opportunity for a great life. And we are in a great place for that. And then two, um, we have to use technology to our advantage. So... Um, I started my company before Twitter, and now half my business is in social media. So just like uh, an AI, generative AI is going to be that another moment of that, um, and we need to learn how to use it responsibly. Um, but that can we, we need to be okay with learn, learning new things, because any job you learn today is going to look different in, ver in five years, and CPTC is going to be able to help. We are right sitting right here on a certificate program that can be stackable. Uh, and I've talked to them about that, and they're just all about it, right? So that's what I, I see all those things together. It's not just one thing. It's how it all works together <laughs> that makes it so exciting. I'll leave the last question for, for Jerry in a moment, but uh, you know, one thing you'd mentioned is how quickly you you felt like a oh, local, yeah. if you will. And uh -huh. I think that's, uh, you know, I moved out to the Midwest 20 years ago out of college from upstate New York. I've, I've still never gotten used to the amount of uh, sunny days they have out in the Midwest compared <laughs> to where I'm from. Right. Uh, we don't see the sun in, uh, in Utica, New York. Uh, but you know, tell us a little bit about some of the things you like to do that have ingrained mm -hmm. you in the community because you didn't just move here. And you know, no. Some people do move to the area and they, they kind of stay on the periphery and that's absolutely fine. But it sounds like you have gone uh, head, first head first into the area. Yeah, we have. And I think my husband and I both have this point of view. One, with our son um, being in the transition program in the high schools, uh, between high, you know, between graduating as an 18-year-old in California and then coming here to graduate from the special needs program, transition program. Um, you know, when you come, if you come here and your kids are younger, right, you're, everything's surrounded the school system. Um, we came here and our kid was 18 already, and but he was. Um, Welcome to be the, the manager of the uh, memorial for both football and uh, basketball. And that helped uh, because we went to a lot of games, <laughs> a lot of games. Um, I think a few things, right? One is we're outdoor people and we've met outdoor people, <laughs> right? Two is um, we knew enough people here that we reconnected. We knew like five families. We reconnected with them all and um, we like to entertain. So we bought a house where we could do that. <laughs> Invite a lot of people over now that COVID's over, you know, pretty much over. Not good. Um, we're, uh, my husband was the vice president of the SEPTA, which is the special edge um, PTA in this region, and he um, just brought a lot of resources to the region that didn't happen, that didn't exist before. So we really dove in on that. Um, and then on um, with Farm Technology Days, 
I met so many people here in the Eau Claire, you know, so many farmers, so many peop- bankers who were involved with ag and all this kind of stuff, so many people who were in um, ag-adjacent businesses, because I was the chairman of um, the communications committee, that um, in the sponsorship committee. So I had to go and ask for money for people I didn't know. Never, I really had not done that before, but it was a good cause, right? So I met a lot of people that way. So I know we're getting short of time. Quick question, and uh, I'm not, questions quick, the answer money. Eau Claire in five years. What do you see the Chippewa mm. Valley looking like, say, getting close to 2030? 2030. So in five years, that's eight. Eight. All right. What's that? What's that? <laughs> yeah, my math. I'm a banker. Right? I think they're going to be, um, you know, we have to correct this this housing problem. It's a national housing problem. It's not an Eau Claire problem. It's a national housing problem. And we're going to have more apartments for sure. We're going to have and it's a question of where they're going to be, right? I think CBTC will be probably double in size. Um, and that will mean that we just have a lot more talented people in this region to do stuff. We'll have, it'll be a little, um, the communities will be a little more connected. I think there'll be a little more things between the communities. We'll have more businesses that are doing things on a national scale, but from here, um, we will still be heavy ag. Um, what's happening in climate change is actually benefiting our region in terms of yields so there'll probably be even more ag here in this upper midwest upper northwest area um and there'll be more people who come from all parts of the country to be able to have a really good career and a really good life together well that's great news and (laughs) look forward to uh to seeing that all play out so uh thank you for listening to uh scott and i talk with lee over a beer today if you like what you've heard, give, please give Bank with the Beer a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us and follow on us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Northwestern Bank website, and wherever you listen to your podcasts from. Bank with the Beer is sponsored by Northwestern Bank, building struggling communities where people matter.